He is the great I am. This is the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California, and podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're more than one-third of the way through Season 13's Reading Through the Bible. Time flies, doesn't it? This is Gospel Saturday, and we'll conclude the book of Mark with the reading of chapters 15 and 16. The title of the episode is 500 Witnesses. Before we read, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, as we read about the most important event in human history today, we thank you once again for your grace and your mercy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's begin. Mark chapter 15 Very early in the morning, the leading priests, the elders, the teachers of the law, and all the Jewish council decided what to do with Jesus. They tied him, led him away, and turned him over to Pilate, the governor. Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Those are your words. The leading priests accused Jesus of many things. So Pilate asked Jesus another question. You can see that they're accusing you of many things. Aren't you going to answer? But Jesus still said nothing. So Pilate was very surprised. Every year at the time of the Passover, the governor would free one prisoner whom the people chose. At that time, there was a man named Barabbas in prison who was a rebel and had committed murder during a riot. The crowd came to Pilate and began to ask him to free a prisoner as he always did. So Pilate asked them, Do you want me to free the king of the Jews? Pilate knew that the leading priests had turned Jesus into him because they were jealous. But the leading priests had persuaded the people to ask Pilate to free Barabbas, not Jesus. Then Pilate asked the crowd again, So what should I do with this man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted, Crucify him! Pilate asked, Why? What wrong has he done? But they shouted even louder, Crucify him! Pilate wanted to please the crowd, so he freed Barabbas for them. After having Jesus beaten with whips, he handed Jesus over to the soldiers to be crucified. The soldiers took Jesus to the governor's palace, called the Praetorium, and called all the other soldiers together. They put a purple robe on Jesus and used thorny branches to make a crown for his head. They began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! The soldiers beat Jesus on the head many times with a stick. They spit on him and made fun of him by bowing on their knees and worshipping him. After they finished, the soldiers took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. They then led him out of the palace to be crucified. A man named Simon from Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was coming from the fields to the city. The soldiers forced Simon to carry the cross for Jesus. They led Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. The soldiers tried to give Jesus wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he refused. The soldiers crucified Jesus and divided his clothes among themselves, throwing lots to decide what each soldier would get. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified Jesus. There was a sign with this charge against Jesus written on it, the King of the Jews. They also put two robbers on crosses beside Jesus, one on the right and the other on the left. And the scripture came true that says, They put him with criminals. People walked by and insulted Jesus and shook their heads, saying, You said you could destroy the temple and build it again in three days, so save yourself 
come down from that cross. The leading priests and the teachers of the law were also making fun of Jesus. They said to each other, He saved other people, but he can't save himself. If he really is the Christ, the King of Israel, let him come down now from the cross. When we see this, we will believe in him. The robbers who were being crucified beside Jesus also insulted him. At noon, the whole country became dark, and the darkness lasted for three hours. At three o'clock, Jesus cried in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. This means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of the people standing there heard this, they said, Listen, he is calling Elijah. Someone there ran and got a sponge, filled it with vinegar, tied it to a stick, and gave it to Jesus to drink. He said, We want to see if Elijah will come to take him down from the cross. Then Jesus cried in a loud voice and died. The curtain in the temple was torn into two pieces from the top to the bottom. When the army officer who was standing in front of the cross saw what happened when Jesus died, he said, This man really was the Son of God. Some women were standing at a distance from the cross, watching. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Salome, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. James was her youngest son. These women had followed Jesus in Galilee and helped him. Many other women were also there who had come with Jesus to Jerusalem. This was preparation day. That means the day before the Sabbath day. That evening, Joseph from Arimathea was brave enough to go to Pilate and ask for Jesus' body. Joseph, an important member of the Jewish council, was one of the people who was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate was amazed that Jesus would have already died, so he called the army officer who had guarded Jesus and asked him if Jesus had already died. The officer told Pilate that he was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought some linen cloth, took the body down from the cross, and wrapped it in the linen. He put the body in a tomb that was cut out of a wall of rock. Then he rolled a very large stone to block the entrance of the tomb. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw the place where Jesus was laid. Mark chapter 16 The next day after the Sabbath day, Mary Magdalene, Salome, and Mary the mother of James bought some sweet-smelling spices to put on Jesus' body. Very early on that day, the first day of the week, the women were going to the tomb. It was very early after sunrise. The women said to each other, There is a large stone covering the entrance of the tomb. Who will move the stone for us? Then the women looked and saw that the stone was moved. The stone was very large, but it was moved away from the entrance. The women walked into the tomb and saw a young man there wearing a white robe. He was sitting on the right side of the tomb. The women were afraid, but the man said, Don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus from Nazareth, the one who was killed on a cross. He has risen from death. He is not here. Look, here is the place they put him when he was dead. Now go and tell his followers, and be sure to tell Peter. Tell them, Jesus is going into Galilee and will be there before you come. You will see him there, as he told you before. The women were very afraid and confused. They left the tomb and ran away. They did not tell about what happened because they were afraid. Jesus rose from death early on the first day of the week. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. 
One time in the past, Jesus had forced seven demons out of Mary. After Mary saw Jesus, she went and told his followers. They were very sad and were crying. But Mary told them that Jesus was alive. She said that she had seen Jesus, but they did not believe her. Later, Jesus appeared to two followers while they were walking in the country. But Jesus did not look the same as before he was killed. These followers went back to the other followers and told them what happened. Again, the followers did not believe them. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven followers while they were eating. He criticized them because they had so little faith. They were stubborn and refused to believe the people who said Jesus had risen from death. He said to them, Go everywhere in the world. Tell the good news to everyone. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But those who do not believe will be judged guilty. And the people who believe will be able to do these things as proof. They will use my name to force demons out of people. They will speak in languages they never learned. If they pick up snakes or drink any poison, they will not be hurt. They will lay their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus said these things to his followers, he was carried up into heaven. There, Jesus sat at the right side of God. The followers went everywhere in the world, telling people the good news, and the Lord helped them. By giving them power to do miracles, the Lord proved that their message was true. Yes, beloved, Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. He lived yesterday, He lives today, and He lives tomorrow. He is the great I Am. He died once, and He arose. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead is the only thing that makes life worth living. If He had not, the future would hold no hope for mankind. Not for me, not for you, not for anybody. If He had not risen, it would mean that either there is no God, or we would all be destined for an eternity separated from God. Either way, we would all be facing a grim or non-existent future. But the fact is, Jesus was resurrected and lives now at the right hand of God the Father. Now, how do we know that he lives? Well, there's many reasons, but how about the fact that there were more than 500 witnesses who saw him alive after his crucifixion and before he was taken up to heaven 40 days later? It's a historic fact, and if you don't believe me, do your own research. In addition to that, there are countless transformed lives who can testify as to what Jesus has done in their own lives, with me being one of them. I know what he's done in my life, and I know that I'm not the man I would have been without him being my Lord and my Savior. As the old hymn says, I know that Jesus lives because he is living in me. Now, since he is alive, you and I can live lives of faith, lives of peace, lives of joy, knowing that we will one day be with him. And beloved, it doesn't get any better than that. Beloved, you have a bright future indeed if you've put your faith in Jesus. What are your thoughts? Call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven or comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. I make it so easy for you to get in touch with me. You can even comment via Boostagram. Tomorrow will be Epistle Sunday, and we're going to read 2 Corinthians 6-8. through 8. And the day after tomorrow, Sunday, will be our next time of praise and prayer requests. I've got some news to share about Kathy's visit to City of Hope this week, and if there's anything you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family, let me know at prayer.lifespringmedia.com.
New mail notification. I got a note from John from Canada this morning. He's uh, commenting on the last episode we had on Job. He says, thanks, Steve, for your dedication to God's word. I love this line in Job, too, that he gives us songs in the night. This has happened to me so many times. Sometimes I think God speaks to me in songs. When I'm discouraged or feeling overwhelmed or tempted, often a song comes to mind. The last few days it's been whiter than snow and who you say I am. Especially the line, I am a child of God, yes I am. God is good, John says, and his creativity in communicating with us never ceases to amaze me. Well, amen, John. I am so glad that he created music, aren't you? Think about it. As much as we enjoy it here, imagine what it must be like in heaven. Definitely something I look forward to. Thanks for your note, John. And a donation came in this morning, a weekly donation from Anonymous for $22.22, and the weekly donation from Michael Hayner for $7.77. Thanks, guys. They are today's associate producers. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. LifespringMedia.com slash support. Thanks to the team, Denise, Michael Hayner, Scott Snyder, Jason Pascal, and Brittany. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Thank you for your time and your talent. Today's show art is from Scott Snyder. Thank you, Scott. Thanks to John for his note, and thanks to Anonymous and Michael Hayner for today's donation of treasure. And thank you for inviting me to be a part of your day. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.